Dr. Baliga here. This podcast is on cancer of unknown origin by an outstanding chapter by Dr. Mark Agelnik, MD, who is Professor of Medicine in the Division of Hematology and Oncology at Northwestern University in Chicago, Illinois. He received his medical degree from McGill University in Montreal, Canada. He has won several teaching awards at Northwestern University for teaching medical students. And, and the co-author is Dr. Sarah Jens, MD. She is now Assistant Professor of Medicine at University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. She completed her undergraduate and medical degree at University of Michigan, did an internal medicine residency at Northwestern, and a hematology-oncology fellowship at the University of Michigan. This outstanding chapter is in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine, available at www mastermedfacts.com The practice of clinical medicine requires connecting the dots across pieces of information. That is, it requires utilization of both verbatim memory and gist memory. Verbatim memory involves mere recollection of facts, example causes of plural fluid, where a gist memory involves interpretation, for example, that a very low plural fluid glucose in a patient with inflamed joints indicates that rheumatoid arthritis may be the cause of pleural effusion. Simultaneous development of both gist and verbatim memory requires a lot of practice and therefore this book is best utilized at the bedside after seeing an index case. To improve gist memory by only seeing patients that is without using this book is like embarking on a transatlantic flight without a flight plan, but merely to read books and listen to podcasts without seeing adequate adequate number of patients is like a plane not taking off at all. If you are unable to answer the multiple choice question correctly, recommend listening to the podcast again. Cancer of unknown origin, definition. Cancer of unknown origin primary is defined as a histologically proven metastatic malignant tumor whose primary site cannot be identified during a pretreatment evaluation. Systemic pathophysiology The exact pathophysiology of cancer of unknown origin primary is unknown, but several hypotheses exist. Number one. Multiple oncogenes are overexpressed in cells of cancers of unknown origin, including P53, CMYK, RAS, BCL2, HER2-NU, but have no correlation to prognosis nor predict response to chemotherapy. Cancers of unknown primary have been found to have greater genetic instability with more genetic alterations than cancers of known primary with distant metastasis. In fact, the degree of genetic instability may be prognostically relevant. One study has shown that cancers of unknown primary tumors with five or fewer cytogenic changes had greater median survival than those with more than five cytogenetic changes. Speedy or aggressive metastasis, here the cancer cells become metastatic soon after oncogenesis the cells can metastasize early before a primary can be detected. Disappearing primary 
primary tumor is eliminated or contained by host defense. Mini primary, the primary is so small that it is never defined. Metastatic environment, cells are not truly cancerous until they travel to different stroma where the stroma induces oncogenesis. These are all the hypotheses for uh, cancers of unknown primary. Once again, they include speedy or aggressive metastasis, disappearing primary, mini primary, and metastatic environment. Well, keys to history. There are no pathognomonic history clues in a patient with cancer of unknown primary. Patients often present with general deterioration, anorexia, weight loss, digestive symptoms, liver enlargement, abdominal pain, respiratory symptoms, ascites, and nodal enlargement. Patients should be asked specifically about past biopsies or malignancies, removed lesions, spontaneously regressing lesions, and any abnormalities on prior imaging studies in an attempt to localize a past known primary. Physical exam. All patients need a thorough physical exam including breast, genitourinary, pelvic, and rectal exams as these may help with localization of a possible primary. Helpful diagnostic tests. An initial laboratory evaluation includes a CBC electrolytes, liver function tests, creatinine, calcium and stool hemocult. Imaging, all patients need a CT chest, abdomen and pelvis in order to determine disease burden. Further imaging is based on the findings of initial CT of chest, abdomen and pelvis as well as the history and physical exam. PET CT and pan endoscopy are not indicated as empiric testing according to National Cancer Comprehensive Network guidelines. Symptom directed endoscopy can be considered for individual patients based on clinical findings and immunochemistry markers. Immunochemistry markers include TTF1 for thyroid and lung thyroglobulin for thyroid, HEPAR1 for hepatocellular, CDX2 for colorectal and duodenal, bilin for gastrointestinal, ERPR for breast, ovary and endometrium, GCDFP15 for breast, mammoglobulin for breast, RCC marker for renal, PSA for prostate, PAP for prostate, Europe plaquen 3 for urological conditions, inhibin for sex cord stromal and adrenocortical, melanin A for adrenocortical and melanoma, calretinin for mesotheliomas, sex cord stromal and adrenocortical tumors, WTI for ovarian serous, mesothelioma, Wilms, desmoplastic small round cell ovarian tumors, mesothelin for mesothelioma, D240 for mesothelioma, lymphatic endothelial cell markers. The goal of imaging evaluation is to find an accessible site to biopsy. Based on light 
Microscopy appearance, initial biopsy should allow one to rule out lymphoma, thyroid cancer, melanoma, sarcoma, well differentiated germ cell and non-malignant diagnosis. If the biopsy truly represents cancer of unknown primary, the light microscopy findings will fit into one of the following classification based on light microscopy, including moderately differentiated adenocarcinoma, which is about 60% of the cases, poorly differentiated adenocarcinoma or undifferentiated carcinoma of 29% of the cases, squamous cell carcinoma in about 5% of the cases, poorly differentiated malignant neoplasm, 5% of the cases, neuroendocrine tumors of unknown primary, about 1% of the cases. Advanced evaluation. <clears throat> Further imaging and laboratory workup depends on which sites are found to be involved during the initial evaluation. Diagnostic workup of epithelial malignancy of unknown primary, supraclavicular lymphadenopathy, tests include next CT, mammogram, and PSA. For mediastinal mass, tests include beta HCG, alpha fetoprotein, if elevated, uh, testicular ultrasound mammogram and PSA. For multiple pulmonary nodules, approval effusion, CA125, mammogram and PSA. For inguinal lymphadenopathy, CA125, proctoscopy if clinically indicated and PSA. Brain met of unknown primary, mammogram. Cervical lymphadenopathy, treat as head and neck of unknown primary. So PET CT is done in head and neck cancer because it helps delineate radiation fields. Fibroctopy exam of the nasopharynx, oropharynx, hypopharynx and larynx. When primary is not found, then examination under anesthesia. For axillary lymphadenopathy, mammogram, PSA and neck CT. For peritoneal involvement or ascites and retroperitoneal involvement, CA125, urine cytology, mammogram, PSA, CN199, if pancreatic or biliary is suspected, if age less than 65, beta HCG and alpha fetoprotein should be ordered. When there is bone metastasis, tests include bone scan, radiographic studies for painful lesion, and or bone scan, positive lesions, and or weight-bearing areas, PSA and mammogram. If a mammogram is non-diagnostic and there is histopathologic evidence of breast cancer, one should have further evaluation with breast MRI. Once tissue diagnosis is obtained, one can evaluate the specimen with immunohistochemistry and molecular gene profiling. Immunohistochemistry. Immunohistochemistry markers may help to localize the primary, but not uniformly specific or sensitive. PSA for prostate and thyroglobulin for thyroid tissue markers are the most specific. However, these rarely present as cancer with unknown primary, so the yield from these tests may be low. The cytokeratin CK7 and CK20 are the two most common immunostains used in occult primary tumors to define subsets of carcinomas. CK7 is found in lung, 
ovary, endometrium and breast tissue. CK20 is found in GI, urothelial and Merkel cell tissues. TTF1 is found in lung and thyroid tissues. Molecular studies, molecular gene profiling, gene expression profiling is the measurement of the activity of thousands of genes in order to create a global picture of cellular function. Gene function is measured with the quantitative PCR and the pattern of function can be analyzed and compared to tissues of known origin. Gene expression profiling has been used in preliminary studies of cancer of unknown primary and has been shown to identify the tissue of origin with 73 to 77 percent accuracy by the MD Anderson group. MicroRNA assay a microRNA assay is a test that evaluates for non-coding RNAs which regulate gene expression and show high tissue specificity. This test has been shown to identify the tissue of origin with high accuracy. At the present, there is not sufficient data to confirm whether molecular gene profiling or microRNA assays can be used to guide treatments or to improve prognosis, so they are currently not a part of routine evaluation. Natural history and prognosis of cancers of unknown primary. Cancers of unknown primary are typically aggressive and disseminate early. Median survival is 6 to 9 months. Prognosis can be stratified by the following. First, performance status and LDH. Patient with a good performance status that is 0 to 1 and normal LDH have a median life expectancy of 1 year. Patient with poor performance status or elevated LDH have a median life expectancy of 4 months. Unfavorable prognostic factors include male gender, adenocarcinoma with multiple metastases in multiple organs, non-papillary malignant ascites, particularly adenocarcinoma, and multiple cerebral metastases. Favorable prognostic factors according to the National Comprehensive Cancer Network include Poorly differentiated carcinoma with midline distribution, women with papillary adenocarcinoma of the peritoneal cavity, women with adenocarcinoma involving only the axillary lymph nodes, squamous cell cancer involving only the cervical lymph nodes, isolated inguinal adenopathy, poorly differentiated neuroendocrine carcinomas, men with blastic bone metastasis adenocarcinoma and elevated PSA, single small and potentially resectable tumors. Treatment in general chemotherapy demonstrates limited e efficacy with considerable toxicities in patients with occult primary tumors. Thus chemotherapy is typically only considered for patients with a performance status of 1 to 2 or whom are symptomatic with a performance status of 0 and aggressive cancer. Certain subsets of disease behave more like cancers of non-primary and are more responsive to their treatments. It is important to evaluate if the cancer of unknown primary fits into one of these subsets. The ECOG performance status is developed by the Eastern Cooperative Oncology Group and has 5 grades, grade 0, fully active, able to carry on all pre-disease performance without restriction, grade 1, restricted in physically strenuous activity, 
but ambulatory and able to carry out work of a light or sedentary nature that is light housework or office work. Grade 2, ambulatory and capable of all self-care but unable to carry out any work activities up and about more than 50% of waking hours. Grade 3, capable of only limited self-care confined to bed or chair more than 50% of waking hours. And grade 4, completely disabled, cannot carry on any self-care, totally confined to a bed or chair. Treatment depending on the type of tumor. Adenocarcinoma, Paxitel uh, or carboplatin. Other options for adenocarcinoma include paclitaxel carboplatin etoposide combination, docetaxel carboplatin combination, gemcitabine cisplatin combination and gemcitabine docetaxel combination. For squamous cell origin suspected, options include paclitaxel carboplatin combination and the second option is doctaxel cisplatin and 5-FU combination. For neuroendocrine tumors, poorly differentiated, dissect if possible, and add chemotherapy regimen typically used for small cell lung cancer with or without radiotherapy. In well differentiated uh, neuroendocrine tumors, treat as carcinoid. If cancer does not fit any one of the these more responsive subsets, one could consider general chemo based on basic histopathology. If a patient does undergo chemotherapy, one should evaluate for response after two to three cycles to minimize toxicities if there has been only minimal responsiveness to therapy. The treatment of cancer of unknown primary uh, of epithelial malignancy depends on the location. For supraclavicular lymphadenopathy, treat as head and neck of unknown primary. For mediastinal mass, Check with pathologists to see if further staining would be helpful. If age less than 40, treat as poor risk germ cell tumor. Age 40 to 50, treat as poor risk germ cell or non-small cell lung cancer tumor. In patients aged over 50, treat as non-small cell lung cancer. For lung nodules, if resectable, consider surgery. In plural effusions, breast markers and treat as breast cancer if positive. For inguinal lymphadenopathy, lymph node dissection is an option. For cervical lymphadenopathy, treat as head and neck of unknown primary. For axillary adenopathy, in females, treat as breast cancer. In male, recommend axillary lymph node dissection. For peritoneal involvement or ascites, if histology is consistent with ovarian, negative for liver, treat as ovarian cancer. In retroperitoneal uh, tumors, if histology is consistent with germ cell, treat as poor risk germ cell tumors. In bony metastasis, surgery for impending fracture in patients with good performance status with or without radiation therapy. Multiple choice question. A patient presents with chest pain, undergoes CT angio of the chest to evaluate for pulmonary embolism 
and is incidentally found to have metastatic appearing lesions in the visible portions of the liver and multiple lung nodules. The next imaging test of choice is A. CT of the abdomen and pelvis B. Liver ultrasound C. PET CT D. Liver MRI And the answer is A which is CT of the abdomen and pelvis with the cancer of unknown primary, one needs a full characterization of the extended disease. Thus, further imaging of the abdomen and pelvis is warranted. Routine scanning with PET-CT is not recommended as per the National Comprehensive Cancer Network recommendations. There are nine more multiple choice questions in this outstanding chapter titled Cancer of Unknown Origin authored by Dr. Mark Agelnick and Dr. Sarah Jens, MD. Dr. Agelnick is professor in the Department of Internal Medicine and, he, uh, and is an oncologist at Northwestern Medical School in Chicago. And Dr. Sarah Jens, MD, is assistant professor and oncologist at University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. This outstanding chapter is available at www.mastermedfacts.com in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine.